All right. So, uh, Courtney, I am so excited to get to talk about this particular commandment uh, with you. I'm glad that you're here. And uh, I'm going to ask that because Jules and I have been reading this Exodus 20 passage for several weeks now, seven to be exact, if we could hear your lovely and different voice reading the Exodus 20 passage, then I'll read our New Testament scripture and we can get into this conversation about stealing. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, Exodus 20. Then God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol, whether in the form of anything that is in heaven above or that is on the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or worship them for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing children for the iniquity of parents to the third and the fourth generation of those who reject me, but showing steadfast love to the thousandth generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not acquit anyone who misuses God's name. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work. You, your son or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock or the alien resident in your towns. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, but rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. Honor your father and mother so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or male or female slave or ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. When all the people witnessed the thunder and lightning, the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking, they were afraid and trembled and stood at a distance and said to Moses, you speak to us and we will listen, but do not let God speak to us or we will die. Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. For God has come only to test you and to put the fear of God upon you so that you do not sin. Then the people stood at a distance while Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was. And then uh, oftentimes Jules and I will each bring a New Testament passage in response, but we actually landed on the same New Testament text you and I did, Courtney. I love it. So we're reading from Ephesians chapter four, verses 25 through 28. And there we read, therefore, after you have gotten rid of lying, each of you must tell the truth to your neighbor because we are parts of each other in the same body. Be angry without sinning. Don't let the sun set on your anger. Don't provide an opportunity for the devil. Thieves should no longer steal. Instead, they should go to work using their hands to do good so that they will have something to share with whoever is in need. Hear what the Spirit is saying through the scriptures. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pray for us, Courtney, and then let's, let's jump in. 
All right. Loving God, we give you thanks for these holy scriptures and for the opportunity to wrestle with them and to have conversation about them. I pray that you would be present in this conversation, that the words of my mouth and Courtney's mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts would be pleasing to you, O oh God, our rock and our redeemer. I pray this in Jesus' name and all the holy names of God. Amen. Amen. So stealing. We got stealing. stealing. I know. So right off the top, I'll ask the question. Um, when we think of stealing, what do we think of right away? And I want to tell a story right away. Here's what came do to it. mind. Because I didn't I wasn't much of a shoplifter, didn't get, because some people go through phases of stealing and, and things like that. I didn't do that. But one time, one time I did something that amounts to stealing. I think I was about 18 or 19 years old. I was going to community college and living at home. And my buddies and I decided we wanted to go camping out in the woods, probably get some beverages that we weren't supposed to have and just spend the night and hang out and party. And in order to be, none of us had a tent. So in order to be able to make this happen, I went to our local Walmart and I purchased a big old family sized tent with a few different rooms in it. And we took it out to the woods and we hung out and partied all night long. And the next day I packed it up back into the box and I took it back to Walmart with my receipt and I returned it and got my money back. And everything was all well and good until my mother found out what I'd done. And I remember her meeting me in the living room, standing there and looking at me and just saying, I did not raise the kind of child that would steal like this. Oh, oh I'm telling you, oh. she might as well. Court, she might as well have reached in and just grabbed my heart and just held it in front of me. Destroying. And I just started crying and I felt so terrible. And I, I'll never steal again. That was terrible. So anyway, that's what comes to mind. Anything from your uh, formative years that comes to mind when it comes yeah. to stealing? Yeah. So when I, when I think about stealing, I think about like my, I grew up with these three younger brothers and I'm the oldest and the only girl. And so I think a lot about like protecting my things, especially food. Food is like the major thing with three growing boys. So, um, I, friends would make fun of me later because like in college I would eat like this <laughs> because if I didn't at home, that food would be gone. Like I would turn away for a minute and they'd be like, Oh, did you, did you want protection? Plate yeah, protection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like I would label any snacks or candies I would buy with my name and then hide them like in, cause we weren't really allowed to have like food, like just in our rooms. Like we were teenagers. So my mom was like, don't take garbage up to your rooms. Right. Like we'll find that later. But I would like, ha I'd have these like secret cubbies in the cabinets, like way behind. So I'd be like, ha ha, I still have my granola bar, whatever it is. <laughs> Because otherwise it'd be gone, just gone. So, so you were a victim of theft more often. Yeah, than I was being big into protecting my things from being stolen constantly. Now that. my brothers will watch this later and they'll be like, "You misrepresent us all the time," but <laughs> I know the truth. You now know the truth. Oh, that's great. Well, I, I, uh, 
I know that we have what we think of when mm -hmm. we think about stealing and thou shalt not steal. Another one of these mm -hmm. thou shalt nots that we've been in the middle of in these series of commandments that we've been going through. Uh, but, and, and usually this is Jewel's role. She's really good at doing some deep exegetical work to, to try to find out what, what did they mean originally when this was written down and the, look into the original language. And I understand you've done some similar work. So Court, what do you have? What is, what do the original text tell us about what stealing means in this particular context? Yeah, well, I, I watch all the videos that happen. And so I was like, I better, I better do some of my homework here as far as what's concerned. Um, so I actually went to some Jewish commentaries because I'm like, what in the Ten Commandments would um, the Jewish commentaries bring up? Because stealing is so broad and it feels like some of the other commandments are a lot more specific, right? Like do not murder. I mean, you guys have done some excellent work around expanding that knowledge about adultery and murder, but that almost seems like um, stealing of a life is murder or stealing of relationship is the adultery. And this is so broad in what it means to steal. And so specifically in some Jewish commentaries on like um, Torah.org or some different Jewish um, looks at this scripture, the stealing was specifically about kidnapping, like actually taking someone else from someone's location. That gets expanded. So like Thomas Aquinas, theologian in the 1200 says, well, I think we should expand that to stealing of property more specifically and money kind of what we I think think of more modernly of stealing and then Martin Luther comes along and says okay but let's expand that even more and so he's in like the 1500s and he says that's actually like stealing is fraudulent in the workplace so if you're um, taking people's hours if you're not doing work in a well enough way that's stealing from the employer, but also if you're the employer and you're exploiting your workers, that's stealing life and work from your workers. So he takes that. So Martin Luther, um, who founded the Lutheran part of our tradition. And then in the 1800s, John Wesley comes along and he's oh, like, I knew he was coming. I knew right? I'm, a, I'm a good Methodist. <laughs> so John Wesley in the 1800s says, okay, but none of it belongs to us. Like this is all God's everything, property, wealth. And so he says like anything that you earn and you keep for yourself completely is actually stealing from someone else as well. Mm. So he gave this sermon called the use of money um, in 1786. And he says that you should be working all you can so you can gain all you can so you can give all you can is kind of the gist of it. And so it was all about like, yeah, you should be saving money, but it's only because it doesn't belong to you. And so you should be giving it out. Um, yeah. Some modern theologians are taking this even further and saying, okay, stealing as far as property and human life and um, work and marketplace and money are all good things, but also we shouldn't be stealing away from trust. Like the Hebrew mm. from tricking someone is actually translated to stealing knowledge. Uh, we also shouldn't be stealing away from human dignity. So if we make fun of someone or humiliate someone, 
that's also stealing from someone's mm. livelihood. Um, so there's all these takes on then, okay, so really it's kind of stealing from whatever we have that is ours that makes us more human, but it's also stealing whatever is God's that we could be giving yeah. to others, um, yeah. which kind of leads into some things we've been talking about, right? And right. Kind of where you're going with this a little bit. Well, and it's it, it's reframing it from from ownership and possession into stewardship. And that's kind of mm-hmm. what I hear Wesley mm-hmm. doing is, is talking about stu- we're stewarding all that ultimately belongs to uh, something much bigger than us, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that, that mindset uh, is, that's a, that's a shalom mindset. Mm-hmm. When we say, you know, shalom bigger than just, than peace, but the peace of God that is, right. that is the right, the rightness, the, um, all things made right and made correct. Wholeness that's of, Wholeness, yeah. exactly. Which means that would lend us to, having a mindset of abundance versus a mindset of scarcity, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. generosity versus, again, I'm starting, I'm, we talked about this earlier that I'm starting to go into these, these dichotomies, this, and, and I'm, I usually try to avoid that, um, right. trying to be a good contemplative, but, uh, but nevertheless, I can't help but notice that it is, um, it's calling us to a different way of thinking about mm-hmm. um, each other, about mm-hmm. the fact that we belong to each other. We mentioned that last week, um, that, that if we can start to change our, um, the way we think about our stuff, think about one another, think about God's place and all of that, we perhaps can, can move away from all the things that compel us to steal, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, going back to even just the basics, the, uh, this is yours, I'm taking it. Mm-hmm. be it your plate of food or tent from Walmart or whatever it is. Uh, and this made me think of um, uh, the fact that in the houseless community, those who don't, who have so, so little uh, stealing is rampant. And you and I have both worked with folks in the houseless community and heard people lament about losing their things to theft. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, we have folks who uh, camp out, who on the most dangerous nights of cold during the year will re- not come inside and seek shelter because they don't want to leave their camp because mm-hmm. they know if they leave their camp, they leave their stuff, it will be stolen. There's automatically a scarcity yeah. and survival mindset that, that, that kicks in, that keeps people from being able to do that in the actual shelter, in congregate shelter settings people have their stuff taken all the time and there's all kinds of reasons for that you know mm-hmm. some people are are trying to maintain their addiction and so yeah. in desperation they steal to sell to get money to maintain that some folks are just trying to get a leg up just try, mm-hmm. they feel a sense of shame because they don't have much they want to have more mm-hmm. um and you pointed out and i think this is beautiful on the flip side people will steal in order mm-hmm. to shame another mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. I have victimized you and therefore lifted myself up. And I, when I first read this Ephesians text that we both landed on, um, I'll be honest, it, it, it kind of frustrated me, though it sounded, it reminded me of something my dad always used to tell me from very early on. I had my first job when I was 14 years old, had a job every day ever since. Because my dad said to me, if you don't work, you don't eat. 
which is a solid Midwestern work ethic vibe to have and a value to have. However, it completely ignores the fact that uh, one, some people aren't able to work. Two, some people are able to work but cannot get jobs that provide a living wage. And that can be for a whole myriad of reasons, including oppressive forces like racism and patriarchy and capitalism as a whole and all of those yeah. things. Um, so it, it disregards that to just say, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, get a job, go to work, and we hear that. Don't steal. If, you, if you're working, you don't have to steal. And that's, mm -hmm. I think you and I could both say that's way too simple. Right. right? Yeah. It's yeah, just that, absolutely. That, that's way too simple. And this is why I like the, the second part of the Ephesians text where it says the reason, and it's what Wesley said as well, essentially, which is you work so that you can have, so that you can give. The reason to work is so that people are taken care of, that you have the means. Mm -hmm. It's not yours. You're stewarding those things that God has provided in order to care for those who don't have the same opportunity to have what you have so that no one ultimately feels compelled to steal because there's, there is truly abundance because mm -hmm. there's enough, mm -hmm. there's enough of everything. Yeah. It's definitely. just, we're lousy stewards, right? Yeah. 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 I, I a couple of thoughts have sparked in that conversation. Um, when I was a younger clergy person and working with houseless, I didn't understand the, the grip on two things, right? And I didn't quite understand why you would steal the thing that means something to someone else. And I think that was my own privilege saying like, well, stuff is just stuff, right? And um, I think sometimes stuff is attached to dignity. And so when it is attached to dignity and trust, um, mm. then this like stealing, it becomes really complicated and it is about humans either being human to each other or stealing dignity or trust from one another. And so I I've come to understand a little more about the importance of holding on to certain things on the flip side of that. I feel like people that have been the recipient of generosity are often teaching me about generosity as well. And I don't mean to romanticize any of that. This is not like a, they're more joyful because they have less situation. Right. Mm -hmm. It's more of a um, someone who understands that it's not theirs necessarily, that everything is temporary and that generosity can uh, be a life-changing force is often the one who is very generous to me. And I mean that in a multitude of ways, right? Mm -hmm. And um, either people that have or have not, but have, have experienced that and generosity in, uh, trust, generosity in material objects, generosity in listening in all sorts of ways that we could be tempted to steal from one another, mm -hmm. steal our time, steal our attentions, you know, um, and, and, and physical things and money. And, um, and I, and I tried to kind of avoid this effusion passage for a little bit for the reasons that you said, it was kind of a, like, well, if you're stealing, get out there and work. Like, don't be lazy in some ways. Right. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. don't take the shortcut. Yeah. Um, but I think you're right. When I came back to it, it was more of a, um, almost a redemption quality of like the thief is not actually doomed or damned or any of that. Mm. But there is another way that hands could be useful rather than 
hurtful and that if there is a place that you remember that and that it's not yours then you do get to pass that on I had kind of the same moment and I love that we lighted on that text without really talking a ton before we started talking about our sermon that we Mm -hmm. both really found residence in that in this so um, yeah yeah I I think uh I am resonating with what you're saying uh I you know, going back to the piece where people do find like they have a sense of dignity because of their, they have the stuff, um, they have things. These this belongs to me, and and but even finding self worth there is is broken, right? Mm-hmm. That's it's mm-hmm. it's not that's not lasting. Um, right. Those things will will eventually be gone one way or another we consume them they disappear they get stolen however if we can come to realize that our sense of self-worth is not wrapped up in what we have Mm -hmm. but is rooted in the fact that the very presence of god is within every living soul Mm. everywhere all time overall in all and through all if we move toward that and embody that in um in a sense of god's economy then it allows for us to to have a sense of generosity Mm. you have more take Mm -hmm. some of mine Mm -hmm. take you know um Mm -hmm. i i told the story before we started talking of my um my sister confessing to me that for uh, the years that I was a singing waiter in Gaylord, Michigan, and was making all kinds of money, more money than any 18 or 19 year old should make. And I would have cash, stacks of cash on my dresser coming home from having, you know, getting tips at night. And my sister confessed to me years later and said, you know, I would steal from you all the time. I would take your money. It was just there. And you never noticed because there was so much of it that you didn't notice. And I remember feeling a sense of like, um, I wasn't angry. I was yeah. like, huh, I didn't notice. And at the same time, if you would have asked, I probably would have just given you some. Because right. I, I, you know, in that moment, I don't know why, but I just didn't have a sense of like, well, that was mine and that was wrong. It was a sense of, no, I have it. You don't. It's right. money. Right? Yeah. And I, I get where, that, again, that's a position of privilege. I want to be really careful about that. But, but if we move, if we are able to, as people of God, as people of this, this planet, move toward this mindset of, um, of stewardship and understanding mm-hmm. that, uh, that our humanity is not wrapped up in things, mm-hmm. um, that we are valuable each and every single one of us is is valuable to God and also to each other. I keep each going other. back to this idea of mm-hmm. of we belong to each other. If if that kind of shift takes place in our minds and in our hearts, I mean, we have a whole different yeah. economy, a whole different. Well, of- and when we realize that when our needs are taken care of, we feel more generous, right? When we feel more stable. So if we're in that place and we can offer that to others, then Mm -hmm. they also can continue that. Uh, Like the thieves who then are working and can 
continue their work, uh, then we have that responsibility as well in belonging to one another. And I think that's pretty exciting too, if we get to that place of like, what's mine is yours, right? Because Mm -hmm. it doesn't belong to me. It belongs to the rest of creation. Mm -hmm. Then that's, that's pretty great. Yeah. Well, that's the good news, right? We, we usually get to the place where we ask, um, what's the good news? And I think we've kind of landed on the good news is that, yeah. that there's, if that's, um, to continue to use this phrase, God's economy, if that's the mm-hmm. economy of shalom, if that's mm-hmm. how we uh, belong to and with one another and, and to and with God, um, then we can be generous. Um, we, we really truly can live in, into and embody this um, abundance mindset. And there's, hopefully we're not compelled to steal and we even more, we can be compelled to care for those who feel they need to steal. Absolutely. That's even, yeah, I think that's even more important that that continues the cycle. And I don't think it's just materials either. When we also take care of our um, time and our presence, Mm. if we're looking at all of stewardship, it also includes our time and our presence and our, and our gifts, not just, our monetary yeah. gifts or our needs, but also um, we can share those pieces too in the God's economy, right? Like we, we don't have to rush from place to place because we've taken care of what we need and our self care and our centeredness that we can offer that to one another as mm-hmm. well. And we don't have to steal dignity because we understand that we are created as God's created good beings that we can add to people's integrity and dignity yeah. as well. Oh, that's so good. Um, I- at the same time, that's, I, I love all of that, like just mm, warms my heart, makes me feel good. I feel like, oh, that's the gospel. Mm, love it. And the, yet there's a challenge because mm. none of that is true unless we actively embody it. And Absolutely. that's what's tough. That's what's tough because it's so easy to move to this place of, um, uh, I think about it's the, the, the seagulls in Finding Nemo, right? Mine, 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 mine. It's mine. This is mine. Well, that's My what time. Empire tells mine. us, right? That we should exactly. be accumulating. It should be mine. There should be something else that I get. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. It's the, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Motion, yeah. Right? <laughs> My plate. No. <laughs> that's uh, right. Exactly. So the challenge for the people of God to know this in our heads and in our hearts, but then to em- take it that next level and to embody that and to mm. consider how, how we're participating in stealing uh, and mm-hmm. um, what, what shift do we need to make? What is mm-hmm. actively embodying a different, a, a mindset of stewardship look like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So that kind of naturally leads us to questions. Yeah. We had a couple of questions. Um, and I have three of them that I'm going to put up. We'll, we'll post them and I'll, uh, allow people, of course, every, every week at 1030, there's questions of the people and you can engage in the conversation there. Always invite you to comment uh, on our social media platforms when you see this. But here's the three questions. First of all, when and how do you remember learning that stealing is wrong? 
this is maybe, maybe you have a story. Yeah. Maybe you remember, you know, getting caught stealing the piece of candy from the store or whatever. When do you remember and how do you remember? Who taught you that stealing was wrong? And the second question is, where do you see yourself as complicit in stealing today? Hmm. Considering our whole conversation and, that, and, and again, expanding this notion of theft and stealing and taking, where do you see yourself as complicit, complicit in that? And then finally, what shifts need to take place? in your mind, in your heart, in your life, in order to embody this different way, um, this, this different economy, um, this stewardship, essentially. Okay? So those three questions, questions are questions that, uh, that y'all can chew on for a little bit in light of our conversation. Um, Courtney, before I ask you to pray, and then I'll sing our benediction to close. Uh, I want to thank you for having this conversation with me. I love getting to talk to you. And uh, this has just been truly a pleasure. Um, we love seeing your face as a church. Yeah. I love seeing your face. We cannot wait till you can be an embodied presence, till we can see you in person. And we're great. praying and hoping for that. All right? Yeah, so. thank you. Been good. Absolutely. It's always good to join with Portsmouth. I always love showing up. So awesome. Will you Our pray people. for us and then I'll sing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, God of abundance. We are weary this week. We are probably zoomed out. We probably feel as though time may have been stolen from us or things have been stolen from us during this time. And yet we are given such wonderful gifts and abundance from you. Allow us to see how we participate in the economy of your gifts. Allow us to be good stewards throughout this time and allow us to hold one another, hold one another up, hold one another to our own embodiment in your name. Amen. Amen. All right, friends, I'm going to invite you to uh, sing to and with one another as we close with our typical benediction. We'll sing together. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make God's face to shine upon you and be gracious, gracious gracious to you. The Lord lift up God's countenance upon you and give you, give you, give you peace. Continue to be safe and be at peace. Love you, miss you. See you, Court. See ya.